Hello, everybody, and welcome to our episode four, Ball Talk. You already know, with Nick. Zach. And today we've got a whole lot of everything again. Uh, Loaded episode. College football, basketball keeps moving, preseason, season's almost starting. Um, Yeah, basketball, we've got NFL, Champions League. But we'll get to that later. So go ahead, start us off with some shout-outs. All right. So first of all, I want to send prayers up to Keontae Johnson from Florida. Uh, earlier this week, he was in a medically induced coma from his game against Florida State. But now he's talking and he's doing well, apparently. So prayers up to him for a speedy recovery. Mm-hmm. Also in the NCAA world, uh, another shout-out to Sarah Fuller again this week for becoming the first woman to score in a Power 5 college football game. I'm pretty sure she went two for two on extra points for Vandy this weekend. Oh, that's, I mean, that's legend stuff right there, honestly. Mm-hmm. Speaking about legend stuff, keeping with uh, women in NCAA, Stanford women's basketball coach Tara Vanderveer has become the winningest coach in NCAA women's basketball history, passing the late Pat Summit. Mm. Yeah. So, good for her. Round of applause for her, of course. That's impressive. And Very impressive. Another thing that was extremely impressive, the best game of the entire NFL season that we just had. Yep. Um, Ravens and Browns in an absolute just fight. Slugfest. Just going at it, everybody. Defense, offense, high-powered offenses. Lamar was out here. Lamar Jackson. The most rushing yards in Monday Night Football. And Baker Mayfield showed out. Um, Excellent game. Excellent, excellent game. Yeah. I mean, Lamar pulled a Paul Pierce. Left. I don't know. I think I don't think he's still one hundred percent after after getting corona. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just funny to joke about. But I mean, like, wasn't like as soon as he got in, he threw like a forty yard dot. Yeah, he was, he was running funny coming out of the locker room though. He was like wobbling and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So another shout out. Very close to home. Okay, go ahead. The Auburn donors somehow, some way, made a miracle happen, put the money together to pay off Malzahn's $21 million buyout. Oh, when I saw that notification, pure happiness, pure joy. I think it's going to be well, – actually, we're, all right, we'll just transition into our first segment. Uh, Auburn head coach – for the future, um, I think it's going to be interesting because Malzahn has been with Auburn for very long time, as long as I can remember. Time. I mean, pretty much. He's, I mean, he's he's been tied in with the program for a long time now. So yeah, he was assistant coach before he was head coach. Yeah, yeah, eight years as head coach, a couple years more as assistant coach. He's been in Auburn for a while. He's an Auburn man, but when time when it's time to move on, when you're when you're just mediocre for so many years, yeah. it's time to move on. Definitely. Uh, yeah. Moving forward with our head coach situation, I would put all my money that Mario Cristobal from Oregon will be our next head coach. He's one of the best recruiters in the country. I think Oregon has a top five recruiting class for 2021. They're consistently top ten or at least top fifteen. Mm-hmm. Under crystal ball. But with every coach, there's an upside and a downside. His downside is that he hasn't proven it against and he has never coached in the SEC. So he can't beat SEC teams and he's inexperienced in the SEC in general. So that's a little frightening for, you know, an SEC school. But I think yeah. he is the best man for the job and I think he'll get the job. Some more names. Hugh Freeze, who apparently does not want to coach at Auburn, um, came out today. He responded to a tweet from a fan that said, the fan said, we don't want Freeze in Auburn. And he said, good. Um, (laughs) That's bold. That's very bold. Later deleted the tweet, but I don't want Hugh Freeze. He's got 
tons of baggage. He's he's not a winner in the SEC. Mm-hmm. Prove that at Ole Miss. And yeah. the situations in the past that he's been involved in. Another name is Kevin Steele, the current Auburn defensive coordinator, who's okay. I mean, he's already at Auburn, and he was a head coach 20 years ago, uh, from 99 to 02, I believe. But his record was god-awful. I don't even know the team that he coached, but he went 9-36. and 36. That's bad. That's very bad. So I just see him as a career coordinator. I never see him as a head coach. Mm-hmm. Another guy that interests me is P.J. Fleck from Minnesota. He's an all right coach and a decent recruiter, but last year Minnesota beat Auburn in the bowl game. And I think it would just be funny that he beat us and he comes join us a year later. Another one that you like, Steve this is, um, Yeah, he's he's legit. I think he's a very good SEC. Um, just see what I think Auburn needs is they've been so mediocre for since I mean pretty much since they had Cam Newton Cam really uh, 2017 or 16 we were very good we went to the SEC championship but Georgia beat us yeah so so we were good then but yeah mediocre average pretty much an average I mean good in the SEC but still not great enough mm-hmm. to compete in the long run um right. So I think what they need is, I mean, they just need an injection from somewhere somewhere new. And I feel like Steve Sarkeesian, I mean, good recruiter. I mean, Alabama consistently has one of the best, if not the best, uh, recruiting class. They have the best this year, 2021. Um, I mean, Bama, I think it's hard to say that they're not the greatest team in college football right now. They dominate everyone. And... He's offensive coordinator and quarterback coach. And Alabama has not been known for having quarterbacks, but Tua definitely changed that. And Mac Jones, he is one of the most – he's one of the most – he's on the interesting side of quarterbacks in college because he's got great pocket awareness. He can mm-hmm. sling it. And he, it doesn't really seem like he would be the type to do that, but he's playing great. Mm-hmm. He's more mobile than you would think, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's been phenomenal. Heisman candidate, deservedly so. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem I see with Steve Car- Sarkeesian is that I'm pretty sure not a single one of Saban's assistant coaches when they moved to head coach has ever beat Saban. Ever. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, as a team that plays Bama – Every year in the Iron Bowl, we need someone that can beat Saban. Who can beat him, though? Malzahn did it every other year. <laughs> That's about as consistent as you can get to beating Saban is every other year. That's, nah, that's ridiculous. And talking about beating Alabama, will anybody beat them this season? No, they're going to win the Natty. Yeah, Easily. I have yeah. So I guess this is a good pivot to our college football playoff predictions. The final um, rankings comes out this Sunday. And uh, last night, new rankings came out. It goes as Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State, Texas A&M, Iowa State. That's the only ones that matter, top six. So those are the only ones that are going to have a shot. So I would like to hear your prediction for one through four or well, through six, whatever. In the SEC championship against Alabama, not Florida. But anyways. What did you uh, just say? <laughs> I said Georgia should be going against Alabama. This Georgia team could – Put up a fight against Alabama and is better than Florida. Florida killed Georgia. That was a different. That was a different. Georgia I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Florida that was a different Georgia team. But destroyed. Aside from that, Bama number one, no doubt. I have Clemson beating Notre Dame um, this week, and I think it's really going to depend how badly they beat them if Notre Dame manages to make it into the playoffs. Because if they beat them very badly, 
Texas A&M, they play Tennessee, I believe, which is not good at all. No, very bad team. If they beat Tennessee by a lot, like 30, like 20, I think they have a legitimate bid to come in at four and Ohio State at three. But if Notre Dame manages to keep it close against Clemson and show that they could potentially match up against uh, Clemson in around three in the playoffs, then I see them going in at three and Ohio State at four just because Ohio State doesn't have that many games. Right. Um, my top two is the same. I have Bam and Clemson at one and two. And then at three, I have Ohio State. And Notre Dame is at four because I think Clemson is just going to walk all over Notre Dame. It's not even going to be close. I think Clemson's going to kill Notre Dame. And you don't have Texas A&M going up? No. I think because Texas A&M is not in their conference championship that I don't think they get it. And they haven't been all that convincing in their wins. I think Iowa State will beat Oklahoma and have a better bid than Texas A&M. I don't think Iowa State's going to get in. I think they'll sit at five. But I think that they have a better shot than Texas A&M does just because they're in their conference championship and Texas A&M's not. Really? Mm-hmm. I just – I don't – I think there will be two ACC teams. I think it will be Clemson and Notre Dame in there. I don't see Iowa State really getting in unless Clemson – destroys Notre Dame and Iowa State destroy like kills Oklahoma. Which is gonna be a good game too. That'll be a fantastic game. That's six versus ten. Yeah. And has Oklahoma, huge that has a lot of playoff implications. So Oklahoma was rough at the beginning of the season. But mm-hmm. they've shown up and they turned around. They're explosive. Yeah. Um something I do want to talk about though is Texas AM I think they can compete for the future. I don't know if um, it's like championship type competition, but they're looking to be a very good team. Yeah, I think they'll always be top. They'll be top ten for the next couple of years. They're um, they established a run game with um, with Jimbo Fisher. They pretty much have arguably the best run game in the nation at this moment. Um. Their offensive line is phenomenal. Um, mm-hmm. The quarterback, whose name I cannot remember right now, he's hasn't been sacked. He wasn't sacked from I think the second quarter of the Vanderbilt game up until the game against LSU. Mm-hmm. That's very impressive against SEC teams, which have good pass rush. Good. They Defense. recruited very well too. Sorry. Technically, Jimbo Fisher has really given the second name team an identity. Um, and I think that's what they struggled with in the past just because they kind of – they were like, oh, we can kind of compete this year. And they had pretty, like, legitimate claims. And then in the season, it was just, they just fall off. Right. But I think the, the SEC is getting better. and It's scary. It's already very good. It you it's strange to think that a conference could get that much better. I'm just now seeing this. Uh, going back to the Texas name point before I make this one, they had the 11th best recruiting class in the nation. They picked up a five star and 12 four stars, which is very good. Strong team getting stronger, but Tennessee has the 15th best recruiting class in the nation. I, mean, I don't know, Dude, Tennessee. Ole Miss has 18. Arkansas has 20. Yeah. Um, we'll see. There's so many um, SEC teams in the top 25. Amr's not even in there. That's tough. <laughs> Three in the top five. Four in the top ten. Five, six, seven, eight. Eight in the, the top twenty. Should not be four teams anymore. Nope. There are too many good teams. Nope. I think it should be six or eight. 
Top two get a buy because the top two are only so much better than everyone else. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, so I want to hear your prediction for winner and runner-up in college football before we move on. Alabama's winning the Natty. Um, bar any significant injuries, honestly, because they have ran away with every single game convincingly. Oh yeah, they blow every team out. Runner up, um, gonna go with. I don't know. It's tough to decide between Clemson and Ohio State because Clemson has proven themselves this season, and Ohio State hasn't, which uh-huh. leads me to want Ohio State to show up because I think that team is very good. I mean, Justin Fields is. Ridiculous. I mean, he's the second best quarterback in the nation. Um, I still think Trevor Lawrence is the best. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's between. I mean, I'll take Clemson, just because they've shown that they can compete in the playoffs every single year. I agree. I think Bama's going to win it against Clemson, and their fourth game against each other in the in the college football playoff. Yeah. I, I mean, crazy mode. They play each other every year. That just shows how good of programs they both have. Yeah, those two teams are unstoppable. All right, so let's move on to some NBA. Major news yesterday or the day before, Giannis Antetokounmpo signs the biggest contract in NBA history at two twenty-eight million over five years. He's getting paid that Patrick Mahomes money. No, you know, you know what the crazy thing to think about is though? Paul George's contract is like a million dollars less than Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, that's true. Um I think Giannis stayed true to his character. I think he's a very loyal guy, obviously. I mean, coming from where he came from. Mm-hmm. Going up to here, um, I don't think there was any way he was going to refuse this. Um, but was it the best for him career-wise? I don't know because the Bucks—they're not a big market team. I mean, nobody exactly wants to go live in Milwaukee. Um, they got Drew Holiday through a sign. Uh, I mean, through a trade. But free agents, there's not really anyone that's ever put, like, Milwaukee – I mean, besides James Harden, who apparently put Milwaukee on that list. We'll but, get to James Harden in a second. But, I, I mean, nobody really says they want to go to Milwaukee like that. So, right. I think I think the league benefited. Um, the East – Oh, yeah, I was about to say that. Remains competitive. The West remains competitive. Because if he would have gone to the Lakers, they would have won the championship every year. I – See, I don't think the Lakers would have like they would have been playing with like six players on the roster because they've got still, no cap. <laughs> still, two the the three best players in the league on the same team is scary. <laughs> oh yeah, without a doubt. Um, but yeah, I, definitely helped out the league because that definitely balances a lot than him going to some super team already. So I'm happy with it. As much as I don't like Giannis in the Bucks as a Celtics fan, I'm happy with it. Until they beat you on the playoffs again. Yeah. <laughs> um, next Anyways. NBA, our next NBA segment here, LaMelo Ball, who, I mean, I rate him pretty highly. Um, I don't know if it's just it because I've watched his highlights since, like, the eighth grade. But <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't really been – I mean, he's got these flashy highlights that everybody will post on Instagram, but nobody's really talking about the numbers. Um, right. The numbers are really bad. Yeah. Do you want me to rattle them off real yeah. quick? Okay. From the field, he is three for 15. He's two from nine from three. He, got, he has 13 rebounds in two games, but 10 of them came in one game. So the last game, he only got three. And he's also got six assists, but seven turnovers. In just two games. He's got more turnovers than assists, and that is not something you want in your point guard. The Hornets just suck. 
Okay. Yeah, but they got these. I mean, Gordon Hayward goes down last night or two nights ago with an injury, which sucks. But they had good pieces around him. Like, they're not horrible, horrible. Cody Zeller? Is bad. But, like, Devonta Graham is not bad. He's decently good. He should have won the most improved player last year or two oh, years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's not a bad player. Like, they're not a horrible, horrible team anymore. But he's just not performing well. Like, he's not living up to the hype. But everyone's still making about him. I, don't, I mean, I don't think it's that he hasn't lived up to the hype yet. Um, I mean, it's two games they played Toronto. Yeah, I think both of them, they played Toronto. Yeah, which is a good team. And who else did they play? I don't remember. But, I mean, it's an adjustment without a doubt. He... He's been playing professional for three years now, or two years now. But it's He's not been professional in... Lithuania and then Australia. And it's I think Australia's NBA. league is pretty good. But it's not the NBA. Right. Nothing is the NBA. But he has been playing professional. Yeah. But he's been able to show off and just do what he wants. Now he's actually got to work in a system that is going to make him work for it. And, and I mean, players on the other teams, they're out for him because. I mean, you saw when Lonzo came into the league, um, Patrick Beverly bullied him. Yeah. Um, first time they met. Uh, people want to do that. Lamelo's got a target on his back. He's flashy. His dad is LeVar Ball. Um, you're going to want to shut him down every single night, and you're going to want to pl- play better because of it. So right. he just um, the Hornets team, first of all, have to figure out a scheme that works. They have to make their players – play because they're not good they're not so it's gonna be interesting to see what the Hornets do because I don't see them making the playoffs this year still no no definitely not um keeping with NBA uh Jason Tatum grew again according to Brad Stevens he's only 19 so (laughs) for the what do you say for the fourth year in a row he's still 19 yeah. Um, he was 6'8", now he's 6'10", apparently, according to Brad Stevens. I mean, I, I don't know how much to trust these NBA uh, measuring because Katie is 7 feet tall. And he's consistently listed at, what, 6'10"? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's definitely not good measurement. They're definitely all wrong. But for Brad Stevens to say that he grew at 22 or 23 is scary. He's good. He's a great player. <laughs> if he's taller, he's making more contested shots. Yeah. Putting in more people's he, faces. And he's already pretty solid on, on defense. Um, mm-hmm. He gets even longer. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's fun to watch, without a doubt. But someone who is more fun to watch. James Harden, what is he doing? Ooh, more fun to watch. That is questionable, controversial That's statement. Not, not, not controversial. That is questionable. No. James Harden puts up like forty-point triple doubles for fun. A lot of people hate the way James Harden plays. A lot of people do not like how many calls James Harden gets. It, don't follow him. A lot of people think that he travels every time he takes a three. <laughs> I'm not one of those people for all those things. I'm just saying what other people are thinking. He, I mean, he plays basketball legally by all rules. So, who, where's he going? What's he doing? What's up with him? I mean, he's been playing he's standing head coach. He's been playing head coach, GM, owner, everything apparently um, from an yeah. ex-player, I believe, has been saying a lot recently. Um, you saying he's yeah. staying in Houston? I think he's staying in Houston. He's got it made in Houston. Some of the things that... Yeah, definitely. Um, 
nobody wants to exactly trade for him because he would have to give up uh, Tyler Hero. I don't think they want to give up Tyler Hero. He might, they said that they won't. He might not even be, it might not even be that he's like he could be that good in the future. I think it's more so just about he he's their identity. I think the Miami culture is about just having dogs out there on the court and he's a winner. Yeah. He's a dog. He wants to fight every play. He'll give it his all every play. And that's mm-hmm. what the Miami culture is for basketball. Um, um yeah, teams have been saying they won't trade their stars. Sixers won't trade Simmons or Embiid, and the Nets won't trade Kyrie. So how Nets, are you going to get it? If I'm the Nets, I'm trading Kyrie, I'll tell you that. But the Nets have said they're not trading Kyrie. They should. If I'm the Rockets, I'm not taking Kyrie and John Wall. That's Oh, that's stupid. But That's foolish. I just don't see this trade going through. Because no, no, one, no one wants to give up enough to get him. There's a lot of good teams in the league. Mm-hmm. It's scary. Very scary. I think he stays. He's going to make Houston. I don't know why you want to leave when you can do whatever you want. They said he controls the practice schedule. He, he can leave for a weekend and go party somewhere and come back. He decides who's on the roster. Like, he's got it made in Houston. I don't know where or why you'd want to leave. Come to the Hawks. Hawks are a playoff team this year. We'll be honest. They're what? They're a playoff team this year. Possibly. They're a I playoff they team this year. In. They could squeeze in maybe. Six through eight. Yeah. Five is David for have a really good season. There. Um I like the I like the coaching for the Hawks. Um the players are all young. Um mm-hmm. But Trey Young and John Collins are pretty much already established. Yeah, Trey Young's already one of the biggest names in the league. And John Collins, I mean, he's solid. Um, yeah. Who else? Uh, Overrated by Atlanta fans, underrated by the whole NBA. Yeah. Yeah, and they made some good moves in the offseason, so they're going to be fun to watch. Very fun to watch. Wow. Expect big things out of them. Moving on to Champions League, the round of 16 draw has happened. And there's some good games in here. Oh, some very good games. Over two legs, this will be very exciting. Uh, First and foremost, probably the biggest game, uh, PSG versus Barcelona. Huge game. Um, I think it's big because of, like, the names and stuff, but... I think PSG is just going to walk over to them. I think so, too. I don't think it'll be, like, crazy. I don't think they'll, like, Bayern Munich, Barca or anything. Mm-hmm. I think they'll win both games, like, 3-1, 2-1, 3 like, they'll, like a close-ish game, but handedly, they'll dominate. And rumors have been popping up about uh, Messi to PSG. Mm-hmm. PSG definitely have the money to do it. Yeah, I mean, Messi wants out. Um, management's pretty much just done with him. So mm-hmm. we could see him leave in this winter window. Honestly, you think so? As soon as winter? Um, I don't. I think. I think he could sign one of those like preemptive contracts, you know what I'm talking about, where it's like yes. yeah. you'll sign in the summer. Mm-hmm. But I, I, if I'm him, I'm not leaving in the middle of a season to go play somewhere else from a team that I've played at since I was, what, 12, 13? Very young age, yeah. Um, no. I don't think I would leave in the summer either if I was him, especially – if you leave and go to a team that you play in the Champions League in a month. Yeah. Because these games are in February. Correct me if I'm wrong. Something like that, I believe. Um, but next game up, I'd love to come into it versus Chelsea. That's, that's fairly even, I would say. Yeah, I'd say so too. I think Atletico Madrid's going to win. 
I think Atletico Madrid will also win just because Chelsea is so young. Poorly managed. I don't like Frank Lampard. I mean, I think he's decent um, ish. Um, he might be a little too lax on the players. I feel mm-hmm. like you've got pretty stern with them. But he's made good signings, but they're not really translating in anything. I saw a stat, it was in the last seven games or something. Something like that, or maybe this whole season, they haven't beaten a team in the Premier League that's above the spot 12. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it was 12th or 10, I believe. That's bad. Yeah, that's bad. Um, But, yeah, I mean, they're just – they can't close out games exactly. I mean, we just mm-hmm. saw it against the Wolves. They were winning 1-0, got tied up, and then breakaway goal in, like, the 90 90- – any second, I think, or something like that. Yeah, stoppage time. They've just, I mean, they've just got to wrap up games. That's what it comes down to. And that, I mean, most some of that is on the is on Lampard. Um, you've got to you've got to use tactics to not overcommit players like that in stoppage time. Right. I I understand you want to win the game, but you can't over. Commit. Yeah, like you said, you can't overcommit them. It's stoppage time, especially against a team like Wolves, who's so explosive on the break. Mm-hmm. You can't overcommit, like you said. But I think Atletico Madrid will beat them because they are they're so defensive and counter heavy that I think they'll just play right into Chelsea's weaknesses. Jao Felix is going to cut them up. I'll say it right now. Yeah, he has been playing absurdly well. Yeah. He, he, he's a heck of a player. He's making that $100 uh, million price tag look cheap. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, I mean he's earning it. Um, I knew he was a good player. He was a little bit soft last season. I don't think that was really on him. It was more translating to an Atletico Madrid style of play. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it's that's going to be a good – that's going to be a good little, little match. But next up – Atalanta and Real Madrid, which I do not see being close. I don't – I think I, – I could see being close. I really think Real Madrid will win this game. Um, but if I had to choose an upset to happen out of any of the round of 16, it'll be Atalanta beating Real Madrid. But I think all these games that we're going to get to will go, will play out exactly how we think we're, they're going to play out. I mean, I don't think there will be any big upsets. I feel like Real Madrid's finally turning it up. Yeah, um, they had a good win over Atletico Madrid. Yeah, convincing. Yeah, really good win. When every player in their starting 11 is healthy, they do not lose. Real Madrid? Um, yeah, you have Casemiro yeah, in there. Um, Modric is playing extremely well again. Um, Benzema has been Benzema scored. is playing like a top five player in the world. Ooh, I mean, I I've always liked Benzema, but I feel like he has he, he's not that like I don't know, I don't know. He's always been underrated to me. Yeah, I think so too. But he also hasn't is like he hasn't really done anything. It, I mean, partly because he did play under Ronaldo, but. Yeah, no, I think like make it like wow, like look at me. Um, I just don't think he's that type of player to be like wow, look at me. He's he's the type of player that'll just show up, do his job, and go home. Like he's not going to be super flashy and all about himself. Like he's yeah, just there for the team. <laughs> really? Yeah, he'd be buzzing with his Bugattis, everything. But and when it comes to the team, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, definitely. He's not there for personal glory. He's there for the team to win. Um, I mean, Real's good. Healthy, they compete with anybody in the world. Um, next game, Leipzig and Liverpool. 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 It'll be close, but Liverpool. They're, I mean, they're top of the Premier League again after they went against Tottenham um, today. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Mourinho was quite mad about that match. What did he say? He said, the best team lost today, and if I did the things that Klopp did on the touchline, I would be out. So I love Mourinho. I mean, I, I think I've made it clear on this, on these episodes that I really like him. But, um, yeah, I mean, both teams played a good game. Both played their style. But mm-hmm. I think Liverpool's offense is just very good when it clicks together. That you it's can't really it's extremely high-powered. Oh, good. Salah is playing very well this season again. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm predicting this to be the highest scoring uh, this next uh, match. We're talking about Lazio versus Bayern Munich. That's going to be the highest scoring one just because Bayern Munich is the best, the best in the world. The best. Uh, Bayern Munich will put up like 10 over both games against Lazio. I don't it's, seven, eight. it's not going to be close. They'll <laughs> double digit them. It's going to be bad. Lazio is not ready. They're very good. Um, next up, Porto versus Juventus. Juventus, easy. I hate. I don't think Juventus is good enough to win the Champions League, but Porto, come on, Juventus. Really, you don't think Juventus is good enough? No, I. I think the way that I think Italian football is horrible. so bad to watch. It's horrible. Yeah, I know. I, I, yeah, I agree there. I think the Italian football has dropped off significantly from when they ran the world earlier, like back with like Milan, this, and yeah, Inter Milan, but a decade or two ago. Yeah. So I don't know. I want. I want to see them make a run. Porto? Uh, no, Juventus. Porto is... Oh, Juventus. I feel bad for Porto. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, next up, Sevilla versus Dortmund. Dortmund's Dortmund. good. Dortmund's, Dortmund's very good. good. Um, they just sacked their uh, their manager, so it's going to be interesting to see who comes. They did? Back. Yeah, they did. Um They've been playing poorly in the Bundesliga. They've been well in Europe, but they're not that, not that hot. Um, so yeah, they're done with him. Um, they're bringing up the assistant coach. I'm pretty sure I don't remember his name, but Eden Terzak is the is the assistant that came on. Yes, that is his name. Um. I mean, you've got Erling Holland, you've got Gio Reyna, you've got Marco Royce, you've got Hazard, you've got Hummels in the back, who's not bad. Um, you've got a decent, pretty, I mean, uh, Witzel, you've got Alex Witzel in the midfield. Their team is William like... William Braun in the midfield. Yeah, him too. Um, their team is built well. Oh, very well. They're young, but they play. Akanji is very good. Pishek is a veteran of the game. They're very good. Yeah. I think with some good managerial tactics or whatever, um, they can they can compete about just about anyone, honestly. I agree. And then I'm going to put my hot take in here. For this final match, Manchester City loses to Borussia Mönchengladbach. I don't think so. It might. It might be one game. It might be the first game, and Manchester City comes back and wins the second leg. But you think Mönchengladbach is going to win a, a single leg of the yes draw? At least, okay. At least. Okay, I can. I can see that. They've been playing pretty well. I mean, they, they're they not bad. And Manchester City is historically bad in the Champions League. Yeah, and they're not doing too hot in the Premier League either. Mm-mm. They're very good defensively, but they have no attack anymore. I mean, you put Gabriel Jesus up top, um, you're done. 
Yeah, you're a big Jesus hater. He's so bad. He's not good. Yeah, and Sterling is 100% the most overrated player in <laughs> world football. 100%. No doubt in my mind he's the most overrated. He's a, He's okay. I mean, he's good, yeah. Um, people do treat him like he's a star, though. But, I mean, no, actually, he's a star, but people treat him like he's top five, top ten. Yeah, he's not. Um, but, yeah, I have nothing more to say Champions League. My hot take was Atalanta could beat Real Madrid. Not really mm-hmm. hot, but because it's could. I don't think it's going to happen, but – we shall see. Moving briefly back to America and to the NFL. Steelers continue to slip, losing a second game in a row this Sunday to Buffalo. And as a Buffalo fan, I think this was Buffalo's signature win for the year. This is hey, this is Buffalo saying, hey, I'm a contender. I mean, I had Buffalo as a dark horse candidate um, at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. And Josh Allen's very good. <laughs> I said before the year started, when we were doing our fantasy draft, Josh Allen will win MVP. And he's not going to win it, but he has a very good season this year. Yeah. he. I mean, he can throw it. He can sling it. Mm-hmm. And his decision-making has gotten better. Um, Way better. His accuracy is up by – 10, 15, maybe even 20 points from last year. I remember in, in the playoffs last year, he had that one, I don't remember what it was, like a lateral fumble, um, little pass. And it was just like, what are you doing, Josh? I mean, mm-hmm. but no, this year, I mean, he's definitely matured as a player, um, as a leader on that team. Um, they've got Stephon Diggs, who is a top five wide receiver. Agreed. He plays extremely well. You've got Cole Beasley, who complements very well. Once the Maybe Fonda, the best slot receiver in the league. Who is getting – yes. Um, once the fun draws that double, um, Cole, Cole gets open, and he can make catches. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, their defense is pretty nice, too. Um, Tredavious White. Yeah. Defense isn't as good as last year, but, but the they, offense is they 10 times better than last year. Um. I mean, but the Steelers, like, uh, like we were talking about two two weeks ago, three before, yeah, before they lost to the uh, football team. Um, they're not. They're not legit. No, we've been saying this for a while. They're not legit. They're not a good team. They're contenders. No, <laughs> but they're not gonna contend. I can see them going out in the first round of the playoffs if they do not. Uh, Get a, a first round buy. The buy, yeah. Well, Kansas City is going to get the buy because Kansas City will win out. Steelers could lose out. Yeah, um, Steelers could, uh, they played the Bengals this this Monday, which I don't think they'll lose that game. No, okay. But, really if the, bad. but if the Bengals could win one game this year, I'd want it to be this one. Then they play the Colts, which is an L. Colts are a great team. And they play the Browns, which is an L, because Browns are rolling. Yeah. Um, and if Browns – the Browns play the Giants, the Jets. Um, and the Steelers. And the Steelers. So, I, the, I mean, I've been, I've been saying this. Uh, the Browns are, Browns are a good football team. Yeah. And they don't even have OBJ. They're doing better without him. Yeah. Which is going to be interesting come this offseason. Is this a contract year for him? I don't think so. Okay. But potential trades for him? I don't think they'll trade him. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. Um, going back to the Bills and contending, I think Kansas City will win the championship again. I think they'll go back to back. I think they'll repeat but I think the Bills are the only team in at least the AFC that can score with Kansas City consistently. Like, the Raiders beat Kansas City because they scored with them. They didn't try and stop them on offense because you cannot stop 
Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins and Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and the list goes on. You cannot stop them on offense. All you have to do is hope that you can score with them. And I think that the Bills can do that consistently. I mean, I, yeah, I, I agree pretty much. Um, I'm hoping the Colts can. <laughs> I, Colts' defense is extremely good. Oh, I just don't know if their offense can withstand that pressure, I guess, to put mm-hmm. as many points up as Kansas City. Dwight Hillen has been showing up, though. He has been playing well. He has been, yeah. And Phillip Rivers has been pretty good. Phillip Rivers has been good. I'm not the biggest fan of Rivers. Um, don't know why we got him out of every available person. Would you rather Cam Newton? Um, would I rather have Cam Newton? Than Phillip Rivers? I don't know. Good question. Very good question. Who do you think is going to come out of the NFC? Because I, I, Tennessee. Did you say Tennessee? No, I said one thing I want to see though uh, is I want to see Deshaun Watson in a Colts uniform. Ooh, I want to see Deshaun Watson in a Bears uniform, but we blew that chance. So <laughs> I want to see Deshaun Watson go to Indiana, uh, whether it's a trade. Um, in the offseason or once his contract expires? Because I know he does not want to be in Houston. You know, Mr. Risky has a better record than Sean Watson as a starter. I just want that to be known. Well, the Mr. Risky better than Sean Watson, is that what you're telling me? No, but he's just got a better record. I think that's funny. <laughs> okay. Who do you think is going to come on the NFC? Like, the teams are good. The teams are very good. Um, let's see. Let's see. Um, I think Kansas City will come out of the AFC. I think that's solidified. Uh, the NFC will have... I don't know. The Saints are very good. You um, want to hear mine? Um, this might be a hot take. Seahawks. Dude, I would love to see the Seahawks. I, I love Russell Wilson. I know. And He's DK, so good. And DK Metcalf. I was, I was high on DK before he got drafted. Everyone and was. No. People Everyone say, but the teams. He's just an athlete. <laughs> No, it, they um Tyler Lockett too. Um, mm. their defense. Jamal, oh, don't talk about their defense. Their defense is not that good. Their defense is not that good, but Jamal Adams brings the pressure. He does bring the pressure. Let's boy. Um, I mean, like you're talking about. I feel like if their offense can keep up with these other high-powered offenses in the league. Then it, it just comes down to offense, honestly. Mm-hmm. Defense, defenses are very good, but offenses are so good. Yeah, there's not a defense in the league that can contain some of these offenses. No. I, I mean, I, I could see the Saints. Um, it's going to depend how they play against Kansas City upcoming week. To see if they can actually go all the way. Yeah, that's going to be a big game. To tell love, us what we're expecting. I would love to see the Seahawks, though. Yeah, that's who I genuinely think. Them or the Packers. And that hurts to say. But the Packers are extremely good. Yeah, they're, they're rolling. All right. So, I think that pretty much wraps up everything we've got to talk about. Uh, one thing I want to introduce, new segment, Locks of the Week, where um, 
kind of into sports betting now. So um, <laughs> I want to let you go first. What is your lock okay. of the week? Now I know from, uh, what was it, two weeks ago when the Patriots did not do well against the Rams, and I said to put everything on the Patriots at that point in time. That it was not the best best advice to pick. However, Patriots versus Miami, plus 110 money line. Bill Belichick is 19-5 and five against rookie quarterbacks. The last time they lost against a rookie quarterback was in 2013 against the Geno Smith Jets, which is kind of weird to say out loud. Kind of bizarre, yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't know how you – I mean, I understand have, uh, feeling reserved about um, – because Miami did put up a game against uh, Kansas City. Mm-hmm. But I think Patriots just know how to stifle people. Yeah, toward- Patriots defense is very good. Yeah. Um, I think that'll be a very interesting game to watch. I don't know if the Patriots will win exactly, but that's your lock. So I guess I'll trust it. My lock of the week is in the college football world. It is Iowa State um, spread against Oklahoma. They're underdog, five-and-a-half-point favorite underdogs. And I think Iowa State is just going to win the game outright. So to me, this – Plus five point five spread is a total lock. Cause I I one hundred percent believe that they will win. But even if they don't, it'll be an extremely close game within a field goal. So this is a complete lock to me. Minus one ten um, odds. Lock it up. Lock it up. <laughs> All right. Um, I think that that does it for today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be back. Late in the week after some more developments, more games. But for now, uh, it's been, been a good episode. Enjoyed it. I'll <laughs> see you all. All right. Goodbye, everybody.